in the morning. As a rural Northern California town prepares for Frank Baker's American Free Love Festival, a serial killer roams the woods inflicting preemptive strikes on the hippies who come for the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Sporting a Ronald Reagan mask and leaving trademark jelly beans at his gruesome crime scenes, the killer seems unstoppable. That is, unless he meets an unimpeachable flower child with a hip soundtrack and a killer cast including Lucas Haas, Thomas Jane, Jason Mewes, Jamie King, and Courtney Cox. The Tripper is a hilarious homage to classic horror and politics. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So here we are the third week of uh, November, continuing Slasher Month. And uh, we've got the 2007 film, The Tripper. Bum, bum, bum. You heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's start with the top. Paul, why don't you go ahead first? Alrighty then. Number three. There was a lot of really great murders throughout this film. They were very brutal, very satisfying to watch, especially considering that most of the characters were very unlikable. I never realized what an awesome, like, slasher slasher killer um, Ronald Reagan was. Number two, the hippies in this movie weren't portrayed as just peace-loving, well-intentioned free spirits. They were actually shown as being mostly self-entitled assholes with an undeserved um, sense of self-entitlement. It's common to see rednecks shown as uneducated and backwards, but normally, at least in my experience watching films, hippies are always seen as virtuous and at most misguided. So it's kind of a nice, um, nice balance. No one was really portrayed positively. And number one, considering that the antagonist of this film was a serial-killing Ronald Reagan cosplayer, it was surprisingly unpolitical. There were a lot of political-themed jokes and dialogue throughout the film. However, I never really got the impression that this film was trying to push any kind of political message or anything like that. I mean, I don't really mind those if done well, but this is a comedy, and it really wouldn't have, and it didn't. So I got to credit it with that. Yeah, I thought about that when reading the back of the box just now. Like, it says about, it's about horror and politics, and uh, the same thing. Until you get to the credits, and they have, like, the whole political speech thing, like, there's not really a lot of politics thrown around other than a couple well-meaning jokes. Yeah, I feel like if, like, you try to make a political meaning out of it, you're just trying too hard. Like, it was like they build up the expectation for it, but they completely don't go with it, and the film was a lot better for it. So for me, number three, this movie actually keeps itself moving pretty, pretty well. It knows how to keep pace and doesn't just waste time on scenes where nothing happens, which is a common problem in a lot of slasher movies. Number two, the film has a great and bloody body count at coming in at 25 kills, you know. Jeez, way to go, Reagan. (laughs) You know, you got my vote in the next election. Number one. Ronald Reagan is the killer. And I, I don't just mean, you know, Paul said it, you know, someone cosplaying as Ronald Reagan. This person identifies as Ronald Reagan. He lives his life breathing and thinking Ronald Reagan. He is the embodiment, the reincarnation, if you will, of Ronald Reagan, taking out vengeance on hippies everywhere. Badass. So I guess that brings us to uh, the bottom three. What was not so good about this? All right, number three. 
while most of the kills were committed by the Ronald Reagan um, slasher, a lot of them were also committed by his his uh, herd of dogs, which um, was kind of disappointing. I mean, it added to the body count, but it's a slasher film, so seeing people die other than being slashed is always kind of disappointing. Number two, this movie had a really lame twist ending. They briefly hinted at it at the very beginning of the film, but they really didn't try to hint at it anymore, at least that I noticed. And it kind of came off as just having a twist that you wouldn't expect because it was just kind of a dumb twist, not a not a not a well thought out twist. Like you kind of think it's going to be, you know, the grown up version of the little boy at the beginning of it, but it's just some guy. No, it, was, it, it was the grown up version of the little boy from the beginning. I thought I thought it was the shop owner, or was he the shop owner? No, he he worked at the shop, but that that was him. Oh, let's. They that's just, stupid. It, they they, 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 like, they don't even say it once. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. kind of dumb. Yeah, it's kind of like Scooby Doo esque, like old Mister Johnson, who's the bellhop at the hotel down the street from where we went. Old man Jenkins, who no one ever mentioned throughout the episode. Oh, of course, it was him. <laughs> Okay, so it wasn't as bad as I thought. It was just like poorly executed at the end of at the very ending. And number one, so it's a movie about drugs and hippies, um, largely, and there are a lot of scenes of the protagonist hallucinating due to some kind of uh, drug influence. However, we don't get to see any psychedelic murder fest, which was a really missed opportunity, in my opinion. It would have been really cool to see, especially when, when she's tripping out and you see, like, the Reagan lookalike is slaughtering hippies left and right. But, you know, we we didn't get to see it all, like, um, psychedelic and cool-looking. It was just normal slashing, which I'm cool with, but missed opportunity. So for me, number three. The rednecks in this film are just plain assholes. They start trouble for no reason, and you know what? In my experience, rednecks are actually pretty fun people. They're nice. They're good. I feel like they're just assholes in general, like wherever they would have gone. Number two, the hippies in this movie are such assholes. I mean, come on, they're supposed to be peace, love, and, you know, drugs. But no, they're selfish, they're self-entitled, and they're greedy. Like, no, you're not hippies. You're just fucking hipster, one-semester college students. Yeah, there really weren't many likable characters. I think the only ones that I liked were the police officer and Reagan. Because at least Reagan may have been like a serial-killing psychopath, but man, he was driven. He wasn't just some hippie stoner or some asshole redneck. And that brings me to my number one. Reagan kills randomly. And now normally for me, that's not a bad thing in a slasher film when slashers, you know, just kill randomly. However... He's supposed to be targeting only hippies. That's his slasher rule. And he doesn't abide by it. I mean, every slasher has their code or their rule. You know, you kill sleeping teens. You kill teens that have sex. You kill people that surround your sister. He's supposed to be killing hippies. But no, he's killing townspeople. He's killing rednecks. You know, He's killing Republicans. Yeah, and it should be just hippies. I'm sorry, I just... For some reason, it really bothers me that he doesn't abide by the slasher code. I feel like he, at at some point in the film, he's like, everyone's a hippie. Everyone dies. So, one of the things we didn't mention uh, was the dialogue. 
So, uh, and I think it was actually pretty fun. So let's give yeah, this a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth, and you tell us who had the better quote. I'll get us started off with, a hippie is someone who looks like Tarzan, walks like Jane, and smells like a cheetah. I am Rambo. This ecstasy is really strong. Let's make us some veggie burgers. This is the last time I'm going to warn you, commie pinko bastards. Let's see what kind of jig you can do without your fucking legs. You see what happens when you hang out with the wrong crowd? Ah, Ronald Reagan. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything you want to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. I think it's time to give this film a score on our shot scale. Remember, friends, our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten. One being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 2 out of 10. I gave it a 3 out of 10. So, what happens when free love and free mental patients collide? That's right, Ronald Reagan with an axe. In the same way as many traditional slashers, the tripper sees a group of friends entering the woods to be killed off one by one. This film, however, is filled to the brim with fun dialogue, decent acting, and a surprisingly refreshing amount of blood and gore. The filmmakers obviously weren't going for a serious film, and it makes the tone so light and fun that it's enjoyable the whole way through. Reaganomics for the win. The film Tripper has a very simple concept. A crazed serial killer decides to massacre a bunch of hippies while dressed as Ronald Reagan. You know, pretty typical stuff. The movie is entirely satirical, poking fun at both, both backward, backward hicks and hippie stoners. There's a clear difference between the mentality of the younger generation and the older generations shown throughout, throughout the film with the older locals shown as being bitter and backwards, while conversely, the young interlopers are predominantly shallow and disrespectful. As such, there are very few likable characters, which makes it more, more satisfying when they're being cut down to size by a slasher with an unhealthy obsession with America's 40th president. Surprisingly, for a film that's centered around political themes, Tripper was not really political at all. It didn't try to push any kind of message or make any kind of political points, it was just a fun slasher film with a unique premise and lots and lots of blood. And in the end, what more could he ask for? You know, I think the only thing that could have really uh, made it a little better is, you know, paying tribute to Ronald Reagan being the 40th president by giving him 40 kills. That yeah. would have been amazing. That would have been really great. Nice tribute. So I think it's time for us to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drink games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time a president's name is said, take a drink. Number two, every time someone takes a drug, take a drink. Number three, whenever there's a dog in a scene, take a drink. Number four, anytime someone sings a song, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Slasher Month, anytime anyone gets slashed, take a drink. Every time someone uses a euphemism for drugs, take a drink. Every time someone hallucinates, take a drink. Every time the local rednecks feed with the hippies, take a drink. And every time someone is naked, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. 
If you have any comments on this film or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment in either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can also check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So, three months into, three movies into this month, and let's rank them. For me, number three, Friday the 13th Part 2. With only nine kills, one of them being in a flashback, it just doesn't hold up to, like, slashers of today. Number two, this was really hard between last week and this week, but I had to go with The Tripper. Even though it has a 25 kill count, I have to give number one to drive through because... The drive-thru had a more creative killer in Horny the Clown, and it had some more creative kills. The Tripper was your standard slasher fill. Stabby, stabby, axie, axie. Drive-thru had people being microwaved, thrown in a deep fryer, and some other fun food-related deaths. Yeah, number three was Friday the 13th Part 2. It was... Very typical of slasher films, which makes sense, considering it's the first film with uh, Jason Voorhees as the killer, but really doesn't hold up today. Number two, I I agree, it was really hard to come up with which one I was going to pick, because both Drive Thru and Tripper were actually quite enjoyable. But, like Corey, I picked Tripper as number two, because I thought it was fun, I liked a lot of the political references and the just unserious nature of the film. But drive through was just so... I, I liked the comedic style of it. I liked the fact that it was so unoriginal that it made it more funny. And overall, I just... I just liked Tourney the Clown better than uh, Ronald Reagan. I just thought he was a more creative kind of killer. So there you have it. Well, you know, we're, we're done with our mountain retreat. I think maybe it's time to get ready for Thanksgiving, maybe do a little bit of baking. I think maybe I'm going to make some gingerbread cookies. Oh, boy, my favorite. You know, hopefully no serial killers die and, you know, spiritually possess any of the cookies, bring it to life to murder us all. You know, that would just be fucking tragic. That'd be ridiculous, right? So next week we'll explore that option in the 2005 slasher, The Ginger Dead Man. Until then, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over there. Oh, see,